Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. We believe strongly that every human being, each and every one of us, has great potential. When given the right conditions, the right nurturing, that potential can be developed and used to render services to other people. We all need each other. That's why I'm talking about immigration. I have a few disclaimers that I'm going to present today upfront before I get into the meat of my broadcast today. Before I do that, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for joining us. And I want to encourage you to please invite other people to participate. We cannot afford not to have this conversation. We cannot afford not to talk about these issues. They may appear complicated. They may be sensitive. They may make us uncomfortable. However, if we don't have this uncomfortable conversation, if we don't talk about it, we are going to make mistakes. We are going to repeat the mistakes of the past. We don't have to let that happen. Do me a favor, share this, invite other people. If you are listening, on the IEM Approach podcast, I want to say thank you. If you have any questions, address them to me. There is a phone number on the screen, 214-908-3963, 214-908-3963. If you prefer email, email me at eternalkingdom101 at gmail dot com eternal kingdom 101 at gmail.com you may be wondering why i'm talking about immigration precisely immigration issues that have to do with the united states of america I want to say this up front because I have been called many names. Some say I'm Uncle Tom. Some say I'm sellout. I don't know if they're going to call me Uncle P. 
Peter next. I don't know what other names are coming. It doesn't really matter. I'm telling my story, sharing my experiences. I think we have a problem in our hands and we cannot afford not to talk about it. The disclaimer is this. I showed up in America with one suitcase. Literally, I showed up here with a single suitcase at minus more than $3,000 in debt. A finished school debt free. America has been good to me. And I will be dishonest not to acknowledge that. I haven't said America is perfect. I have not dismissed the history of America. I have not refused that America still has a lot of problems. Those of you who are insisting that I talk only or I focus on the past of America, I focus on colonialism, I focus on racism and segregation and all what is going on. I've written about those topics. We are going to get there. But for now, for now, what I'm trying to say is this. America is not perfect. It's not. Show me any perfect country on the face of the earth. Show me any country that is not having issues in its past. Show me any country that has not had abuses. Yes, of course, you may say that America has excesses. However, can you explain to me why millions of people keep flogging to this country? Maybe these people are not wise enough. Maybe these people don't have the right information. I don't know. We are talking about immigration challenges in America because people are doing everything within their power to move to this country. And when I started, I said, there are three main reasons why people migrate. I'm going to repeat them if you are joining us for the first time. The first reason is people are fleeing from war, persecution. The second reason is people are looking for better opportunities. The third reason is people want to conquest. And when they want to conquer, they are looking for expansion and they're going to look for something that is better. The fourth reason is when people are forcefully moved. For example, it can be in the form of slavery or they're trafficked. 
when you look at all these three reasons, you there is something very common. People are moving to a place that is better. If America was that evil, as some of you have accused me of taking up the citizenship in a country that is the most racist, the most bigoted, the most hateful, and evil, evil empire, can you explain to me why we have more than 15 million people in the United States who are struggling to become citizens, who are struggling to have the legal framework for them to thrive and do well here? Can you explain that to me? We all have our preferences and we are all entitled to our own opinions. But I know of this. When you take up the citizenship of a country, it's a legal transaction that takes place. And you are entitled to all the benefits and the struggles that come with that new position that you assume. And to us who are immigrants, who have become United States of America citizens. You did not just become a citizen to benefit. You became a citizen also to contribute. And that is exactly what I'm doing. I have a country that I belong to. And my country, the United States of America, is having a problem that I see. And we need to look for a solution. You may say that it doesn't really concern me. Let the immigrants sort it out. I said yesterday that all of us have immigrants in our family lineage. You don't need to look far. The people in your family that moved because of the three reasons that I've already illuminated, I've already stated, and immigration will happen, whether we like it or not. It's happening, it's going to continue happening. And it's very important for us to have this conversation. When we have this conversation, it's going to prevent us to make some of the mistakes that we are making when we interact with other people. At times it's very embarrassing, some of the questions that have been asked. And that is why I think it's important for us to have a conversation to educate each other. Not too long ago, I invited somebody to come over for dinner. And when we finish eating, we're just having a conversation. And this person asked a question. Um, do you have uh, monkeys and chickens and lions, wildlife roaming the streets in Cameroon. I was like, hmm, interesting question. How did you come up with this knowledge? The person told me, 
I heard that in Africa, wildlife is all over the place, runs on the streets and, and all that. I called one of my, my daughters to bring my iPad. I just Google up Yaoundé, the capital of Cameroon, showed the person. This is how uh, Cameroon looks like. And this person was like, hmm, wow. I didn't expect it to look like that. It was a teachable moment. People, when I meet people, some will say, oh, I like your accent. I like your accent. Please, when you say that, most of us don't hear that. What we hear is, you are a foreigner, you are different, you are coming from out of here. I don't think it's a very polite thing to tell people I like your accent. All of us have an accent. Stop reminding people that they don't belong. Stop reminding people that they're strangers. Stop reminding people that are different. Because you are. If you were also removed from where you are and taken somewhere else, you're going to sound strange. All of us have an accent. Everybody does. What about a person who asked me when I just got here? Do you people have houses in Cameroon? I mean, this person forgot that we have the US Embassy in Cameroon. I say this for us to understand that if we don't talk about these issues, if we don't interact, if we don't have these conversations, if we don't share our own stories and exchange, we are going to continue making the mistakes of the past. And to those of you who challenge me for not bashing America, For not condemning America, can you join me? The way we correct the past is for us not to repeat it. Yeah, it's okay to hold on to the past, but bitterness, resentment, and anger does you no good. The way forward is for us to avoid making the mistakes of the past. And that is why the issue we are facing right now of millions of people that are not documented, of millions of people that are struggling right now because they have broken the immigration laws, we need to solve it. We cannot allow our politicians to keep giving us lip service and not doing anything about it. It's very urgent. Ah, you may say, it doesn't concern me. I have my job, my life is going on well, and I really don't care. After all, these people should sort out their mess. Just wait a minute. When these people get sick and end up in the emergency room, their tax money will 
bail them out. When people employ them and pay them substandard wages and exploit them, and they fall sick, you are going to cover up the rest of the cost. And that is why we must, all of us, join arms together, fix the system, and make sure that these people are not being exploited and that we'll have all the loopholes for the people to come in here, live in fear, live in bondage, and some of us are exploiting their level and not paying them right, giving them no benefits because we know they don't have any voice. Two wrongs will never make a right. What is the way forward for us? How can we solve this problem? I said there are three possible solutions. I started discussing them yesterday. The first one I said was to do nothing. And the conclusion was we cannot afford not to do nothing. We must engage. And that takes us to the second solution, which is round up all these millions of people, send them back wherever they're coming from. They have broken the law and uh, they deserve to be sent back where they're coming from. They've not been law abiding and to get rid of them, just round them up. Every single person here that has violated their immigration status, they haven't kept their own part of the bargain, we should round them up, send them back to wherever they're coming from. Why? This is very appealing. It makes a lot of sense to some people. We need to take a step back and ask ourselves, are we trying to say that these people don't have potential? Are we trying to say that these people cannot contribute and make the country better if given a chance? Are we trying to say that these people have nothing to offer? What about those of them who have children and these children are US citizens? Do we want to separate the parents from the children or want both the parents and the children to be deported? Is that the direction we want to go? Yeah, if we go towards that direction, bundle up all the families, send them out of the country. Remember, this, they have US citizens. When they go out and the children become of age, they are going to move back here. And when they're coming back, they will have a lot of issues to deal with. Do we want that? Do we want our citizens to be raised in some other country and then brought back and replanted? It doesn't really make sense. When I came to the country initially, my computer skills were zero. Not only that, 
There are many other areas that I had to learn and I'm still learning even as I speak. It's very difficult to be raised in one country, move to another country and for you to figure out how to live. It's been very challenging. I want to hunt, I want to fish, I want to go camping, do a lot of other activities. And it, it took us many years to figure out all these things. If you don't understand the culture, if you don't have the network, if you are not well planted and connected, life is going to be very difficult. Most of the first-time immigrants will tell you that it is not easy. The human being is complicated. So when we are thinking of bundling up everybody and sending them out, cleaning the slate, let's remember, it is not actually solving the problem. We are creating more problem using that approach. And that is why I would strongly suggest that we don't go there. Yes, if there are people here that are committing violent crimes, if there are people here that are refusing to be hospitable and making life misery for other people and stepping on the rights of other people, yeah, those people can be removed. And when we're looking at it in the broader sense, we need to be asking ourselves this question. Why are these people moving in the first place? Why is it that these countries where these individuals are fleeing from are not delivering? It's something for you to think about. Why are those countries broken? Why is the system not delivering? Can it be, can it be, some of our policies? Can it be some of our interactions with these countries, both in the past and now, is creating the type of environment that is forcing these people to flee? If democracy is good for us, and we are trying to export it, we should make sure that it's exported the right way. Propping up dictators across the globe. And these dictators working for the interests of some of the multinational companies at the expense of their people is part of the problem. And a more comprehensive approach would be to make sure that when we meet in the United Nations, we should have these conversations. All those people are accountable. Most of the capital flight from the so-called third world countries, where most of these immigrants are coming from, when that money is embezzled, is brought to the West, stored in banks, on this other side, 
The flow of that money has to be stopped. And that is why we need to be thinking. Am I, my brother's keeper, we need to be thinking, how can we have more comprehensive solutions? The world has enough resources to take care of all of us. The limitation mindset, the I am better than you mindset has to be eliminated. We need to empower people to identify their potential, what they've already had, what they're already having, rise up to the occasion and start using it. That is a more long-term solution. Unfortunately, some of us have vested interests. We want to keep other people down and exploit them perpetually. That will stop. That has to stop. That must stop if we want a solution that is sustainable. It's very easy to turn on your TV and you see Africans stranded in the Mediterranean Sea trying to cross over to Europe. And you wonder what is going on. But if you want to see the bigger picture, you must factor in colonization and new colonialism. You must factor that in and see that if we don't address the exploitation that is going on right now of the natural resources in those countries that are benefiting just a few people, people are going to flee because the wealth is being concentrated in some specific places. That is a bigger discussion that I'm inviting you for us to have. I remember a colleague asked me, why is it that Africa has so many resources and yet the people are very poor? I told the guy, there's a long and a short answer. We are going to get into that. We are all connected. We share this planet and it's highest time for us, not just to try to preserve what we're already having, but to think about empowering other people to reach a full potential. I've said the solution of bundling up everybody and dumping them wherever they're coming from is not a viable one. Now I left with we should just give citizenship to everybody that is here and just move on. That is something I'm going to discuss, discuss tomorrow. That too has its own pitfalls. Hopefully, by the time we end this discussion, we will have come up with something that is comprehensive, that makes sense to all of us, and that can be implemented. And I'm going to be calling on you to get involved because we cannot afford not to do something about it. I want to thank you so much for listening to this broadcast today. I want to thank you for sharing. I want to thank you for your comments. I want to thank you for joining me on this uh, uh, 
quest to find a workable solution that will benefit all of us. If you like what you've heard, I have some resources here and they can be deeply uh, discounted if you want uh, a large uh, quantities. Reach out to me, work something that's going to be profitable to all of us. There is a book here from uh, Cameroon to uh, American citizen, a journey of faith. There is this one here. Welcome to America, 52 proven strategies that will position you to excel as an immigrant. Every immigrant should have this book. It's going to help all of us. Uh, I have my very first book that I wrote, Coming to America, a journey of faith. Powerful, powerful testimonies in there of answer to prayer, of God making the impossible possible. I strongly suggest you get this, read it, share it with other people. And there is a book here on uh, a call for the people of God in the West to engage in uh, Mission Day, uh, the intersection of faith, migration, and God's mission. There are bigger forces in play. And I want us to be looking at it at a more comprehensive uh, uh, approach because, as I said, the Bible is a book of immigrants. God is a God of migration. And those of us who call his name have to position ourselves with him and begin to look at the big picture. There are countries where it's difficult to send missionaries and God is bringing people from those countries right at our doorsteps for us to reach out to them and uh, show them the love of God. We are going to talk more about this as time goes on. But for now, I want us to just focus on coming up with a solution to help the millions of immigrants, that we are, of millions of people that we have in the country right now that are struggling. Thank you for watching. God bless you. You've been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Until next time, God bless you.